Hey y'all, welcome to Black and Binging, where we talk all things Black and woman-led in TV and film. And we're your girls, Ronnie and Joy. And on today's episode, if you're Black, you should have binged Insecure's series finale, aka season five, episode 10, with some popcorn. I think today, I don't know Joy, but it might be like the regular Orvels with the extra movie theater butter. The one from the supermarket. I don't know. Nothing special. My popcorn's kind of special. My godmom popped this popcorn from scratch on the stovetop, and I've never seen popcorn done like that. So kind of special. Yeah. We have, well, insert a video, a picture, but Joy's popcorn was official. It was, it was made with love. <laughs> okay. So. You know, the timeline has been crazy. I've been trying to avoid it since last night after our Insecure finale. Not just a series, a season finale. It's a series finale. Series. So let's get into, let's get into this ending here. How are we feeling, first and foremost? I think you and I would have different viewpoints, which I like, because you've been watching since the beginning. Uh Uh-huh. For five years, you were invested. Mm-hmm. And I've binged over like the past two months and I was boohoo crying. So I know for you, you probably were even more like, let me buy every tissue box in the supermarket right. aisle. <laughs> right. This is the end of an era. Like, it really is the end of an era. Like, I'm such an Issa Rae fan. I love her from Awkward Black Girl to literally the building of this entire empire of insecure like it's sad to see it go I know she's going to continue to do amazing things but like I'm just not happy with the ending but I'm I, I'm I'm not no. I was not happy with that ending so I will say that overall I was happy because I think every time I've texted you throughout this season I'm like, it's going to end on a cliffhanger because they keep bringing up new shit. We only have three more episodes. We only have two more episodes. How are they going to wrap this thing up? And they wrapped it up. I think they fit like two years in one episode. They did. They and they gave us 45 minutes. Three. Right, right. <laughs> they, did. they did. I won't say it ended badly in terms of how like they didn't leave a cliffhanger. Like I love that she actually gave endings to the stories. I just didn't like her ending. That's it. She didn't like the ending because she's team Nathan. I am forever team Nathan. So let's let's dive into it. First of all, Issa didn't even give Nathan five minutes in this season finale. Within the first 30 seconds, he's in this car breaking up with her, which I called, which I called. I said, the only way we're going to get Nathan out of this is he's going to have to break her heart. You did say that. I remember that. So, uh, so your boy let our girl down is what you're saying he did i i can see why maybe but i don't think there was a big enough reason for him to want to break up with her like you were just looking at apartments with her a few days ago now it's over he's confused (laughs) he needed a scapegoat that's how i felt personally i mean i guess whatever Mm -hmm. whatever Moving on, she'll so we know in the first two minutes that 
Nathan is out and Team Lawrence is probably on the come up, but that's just what it was. Um, so what happens after that? Oh, we have the birthdays. The birthdays is rotating. The birthdays, okay. Um, and we start with Molly's birthday. So we see, did they mention how much time had gone by? Because of course, Tiffany has already left. So I think from Tiffany leaving and Molly's birthday is a short time span because Tiffany had mentioned during their whole girls night, I think in maybe episode eight or so, that she would be coming back for Molly's birthday. Okay. So it hadn't been like a year. It's a couple months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we see the first birthday was so cute that um, Issa put that together for Molly and like, you know, the whole thing that Molly said she doesn't like to celebrate herself. Issa's like, you know gotta celebrate our girl and do all this stuff so that was a super cute moment um seeing all of I guess Torian's family the partners everyone there that was like really cute um then we go into Issa's birthday right mm-hmm. Issa's problematic birthday it's always Issa's fucking birthday <laughs> it's it was always- a surprise though it was supposed to be harm heartfelt warm donations to Which the was- block it was that was dope. People was giving their monies. I love that. But five G's, baby. Five G's, <laughs> and we talking phone company, okay? Um, you talking but, Verizon and AT and T, not Sprint and T Mobile, baby. T Mobile is on five G. I just upgraded. We on five G. I don't like T Mobile. I'm going back to Verizon in a minute in the new year. New but you year. got T Mobile right now? Yes, but you it's supposed to be your new service. And you. <laughs> I support it. I support it. Maybe up there, y'all got service. I support it. Anyway, moving on. I thought we were back in the game. When I saw Nathan pull up at Issa's birthday, I thought we was back. I'm like, all right, it's been some time. They about to rekindle this thing. We is in the game. I'm like, we're still here. Um, and he just hit her with the, hey. You've done so much for me. I got the block email. I wanted to give you this donation. It ain't five G's. It should have been another five G's, but we don't know what it, how much he gave. You know he on a barber salary. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Don't do it like that. Don't do it and like then, that. And he keeps saying we as like the barbershop, not I, right? Mm-hmm. And then the part, Joy, I'm not saying that I didn't love her and Nathan, but like, I'm not saying that I was so her and Nathan or her or Lawrence, but I grew to love whichever man she was with at the time. So what I thought was shady as hell is when Nathan was like, um, LA is really finally starting to feel like home. And I'm like, hold up. Cause my sis Issa been taking you to the little tacos to her childhood home y'all was skinny dipping in the pool mm-hmm. taking you up and down south la and this nigga got the nerve to say after y'all break up it's starting to feel like home that south, was a good boy like that that was a punch. i i'm not even, i can't even defend him there because that just hurt my heart i was like you literally have been professing your love to her and you want to be with her y'all looking at apartments y'all are trying to build a home you're literally in her apartment saying 
it, you know, it's starting to get cozy or whatever his little line was that he said. Now we're talking about LA finally feels like home after you let them niggas pound you in the last episode talk about you as a transplant and you had the LA homie girl showing you, oh my, I was, that hurt my heart. It really did. Um, that just goes to show you, like, I don't know. Niggas could do all that and still not feel like it's a home with you. Like, it really, like, it just, I guess it just wasn't a fit. And that shit hurts, but I don't know. I don't got nothing to say from there. At that moment, I knew it was done. Yeah. I knew. Like, ouch. Yeah. And like you said, it wasn't a fit, but I do like Issa's comeback to that with saying, like, although you may not have been here for a reason, your season was important to me. And I think we all hear that all the time. Like some people are in your lives for a season, others for a reason. And that's supposed to help you get over like someone only being in your life for a couple, two or three months. But let's be honest, two or three months, you can invest a lot in a person. So oh, yeah. um, do you feel like, I feel like when people say that saying it's either one or the other, like either a season or a reason, but do you feel like people can serve both? Like an individual can be in your life for a season and a reason at the same time? Because personally, this is why I big up to Nathan. I think if it wasn't for him coming into Issa's life, there would be no the block. Right. I mean, why do you say that though? I'm I'm interested to hear more on that. Let's big up Nathan really quick. Let me. Why was Nathan the 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 key to the block? Let me hear that. Like, because I feel like he already reached that point to where he was kind of like, "Fuck it, I'm going with the wind. I'm going to where my heart is calling me," and made that huge move from Houston to LA without maybe not having everything sorted out, but knowing what he wanted for himself. And I think that kind of inspired Issa to say, okay, yeah, I quit, we got y'all without a next job lined up. I know I'm passionate and still bringing like the arts and stuff back to the youth, back to the community. What other ways could we do that? And I think that's another reason why, not saying that Nathan would have been her business partner or anything like that, but when she was first starting her first block party, she was kind of like, this nigga gave me this idea, it's hard as hell, and now he disappeared? Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, yes, yes. We, we found out why he disappeared, so right. we get it. But I, I love that. I didn't even think about it like that, that he really was like the heart and soul behind Behind all of this because it de- damn sure was not Lawrence but mm-hmm. but yeah sorry I, I had to you, you had to throw that in there sorry um but uh yeah. so given all that that we just discussed that Nathan could have planted the seed for Issa to start the block do you feel like that was a season and a reason for Issa which is why she had to just say you know I don't regret any of this I mean, yeah, I think that's just life, though. Like, there are really people in your life that come in, they plant some seeds, and they go. Like, that's literally what we saw Nathan do. Happens to all of us. Like, I don't ever get attached to the idea that someone's going to be here forever. Like, life just doesn't work that way in any way, shape, or form. So 
I, and again, to be here for a season and a reason, you need, you need your seasons to make the year go around. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything has a purpose in your life. There's nothing is coincidental. Like, of course, I believe that people can be here for a season and a reason. Yeah. I, I agree after seeing that happen. Like at first I will admit, I think I was the type of person that thought it was one or the other. But I think it can be both. And whether it's long-lived or short-lived or somewhere in between, I think if they made an impact in your life, it's beautiful nonetheless. Right. And even if it's a bad impact, it's still impact. You're going to learn from it. You're going to grow from it. You're going to make a mistake and not do the same mistake again. Like, everything is there for a reason. So I love that. Um, okay. Moving on through the episode. After we had this, I think it was Issa's birthday party. Is that when we have, what happens after that? Well, Molly was on a mission to get Issa some birthday dick. She was on a mission to get birthday dick. Okay. So, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Joy, why are you laughing? Because it's just, I literally feel like she having flashbacks, y'all. Her birthday was last month. <laughs> but it's literally like a whole sport plotting out birthday dicks. Like it's a it's a sport. Like you're just like, all right. I don't even want to go into detail. <laughs> but I just know it's a whole sport trying to plot out birthday dick. But it was so funny, and I guess it was like dope to see that these black women were doing the same thing that I didn't know if everyone really thought like oh I gotta make sure I got my birthday dick secured for my birthday like do you think like that so I need if you don't want to air it out on black and vision first episode you're probably like these people don't know me yet I don't want to pull out (laughs) all my cards this is like the coach's manual for the MVP players I need that lesson on the side right because my birthday is in February, two months, y'all. If I don't get no birthday dick, this is going to be the third birthday in a row. So I need some coke. Damn, you, you've gone three birthdays in a birthday dick. Well, it's That's going on three. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to get it together. I'm going to get that all the way together. That's what I, see, this is what I mean. It's a sport. You got to prep for this. You got to, you got to be out here sourcing. I got you. I'm going to get you together off, off this talk. Yes gotta get the birthday dick that was such a funny conversation um I thought it was so funny when she said oh look at him he look a little bow-legged too I've never looked at a man like that to figure out if that's what it was like playing like it was there but did you hear her say she's like oh you got the little bow-legged walk I was like is that what that means it's not the shoes or the hands anymore right I look at fingers but a whole nother conversation that's a part of the as a part of the manual she she has a amazon shop <laughs> you can buy them let me let me write that up i'm gonna write i'm gonna write that up and i'll drop the the link in the bio is that right show having the swipe up in the story right swipe up for the manual on birthday dick and how to determine whether the thing is ringing okay <laughs> moving on um okay so boom we get through um Issa's birthday, birthday dick. Then we move into this sad moment. Is the sad moment that comes right after Issa's birthday? It was Tiffany's birthday. Cause you know, now we're on the 
pattern of we're getting older now, we're only seeing friends on their birthdays, which I think we can relate, especially yeah. since she moved away. Well, she, you've always been a. <laughs> I was always a transplant. I didn't live in Jersey. I didn't. So yes, but now, especially like that, we're all older. I feel like we're all dispersing all over the place. And we really do only see each other for like birthdays or big events. Maybe it's a homecoming, maybe. But that's what happens when you get busy. Life just happens. But at least we're trying to see each other, right? And I think yeah. that was really cool about this episode is just seeing even this episode. And I think it was two episodes before that when they were having their girls night, just how important it is to like get together with your girls and just talk and vibe like um that was really one of my favorite aspects of this season for sure yeah um and I think me previously being in like a long-term relationship and only seeing my friends on birthdays and like one friend that we have would say like would call ourselves over only the birthday friends and I took that as like a negative connotation so now Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be more like thoughtful about like spending more time with friends talking to friends more often but I get it like these women are in their 30s some of them already started families some of them are on their way to making families etc getting more into their jobs so if you can only see someone in person especially if distance is a factor on your birthday I love my birthday so if you come on my birthday you're my best friend forever Right, right I'll take it I take it I get it life like comes at you quick we're busy like I'll take seeing my friends whenever I can like talking to them whenever I can but I'm not pressed to be like oh my god we have to talk every day I need to call you every day like we talk when we can talk but I I love that you can still have a flourishing friendship despite like you know that distance you know yeah yeah and I think key is also like when you talk it's like you pick back up as if the last time you talked was yesterday exactly exactly yeah forward to my boy he's not really my boy but I'll claim him since you won't (laughs) but now we fast forward to Lawrence's birthday and Issa calls Lawrence to wish him a happy birthday and I'm sorry I am not I do not classify myself as an awkward black girl so when Issa has those awkward moments, I just bust out and start laughing. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not even going to say that's an awkward Black girl moment. That was just an awkward moment in general. Like, that yeah. wasn't something like an awkward, like, that was just going to be awkward, even if you're not awkward. Because why are you calling your ex on his birthday? That's true, but it was just like the way she, like, oh, you answered. And he even was like, uh she's like well clearly there were some holes in the plan yeah but she didn't think at all right have you ever called an ex on your on his birthday like just to get his attention so no i haven't i'm strong so actually (laughs) let me me pick up the popcorn what so two two instances come to mind but they i was never the calling so one of my ex's birthday uh, this past summer, I was intentional because I knew I would end up being an Issa and calling him. I told my friends 
we're pretending that this is my birthday part two. So y'all are taking me out. We're going in the city. I'm getting dressed up. I'm getting drunk. I'm doing whatever I have to do so I don't call this nigga at the end of the night. And when it hit midnight of the following day, I was like, ah, I did it, y'all. I did it. I ain't call him. I ain't call him. <laughs> that is actually the funniest thing I've ever heard. And then another time, I wasn't even thinking about this ex. But he was calling me while he was down in the yams in Miami. I'm like, oh, you definitely ain't getting no ass on your birthday. Be calling me. Um, <laughs> and I'm all the way in cold New Jersey. Right. Yeah. And it was on his birthday? Yeah. Loser. <laughs> Loser. But no, that's embarrassing. That is down bad. I've called an ex before, just not on the birthday. Actually, I have one time and my call got ignored. There was that time too. See, because you shouldn't have been calling. Exactly. And then I sent a text like in case my call didn't go through. You sent a text? Because it went straight to voicemail like after two or three rings. So I wasn't sure if my call. Ronnie, what is you talking about? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. We, you know, we. I'm gonna let you rock. Don't do it again. We, we gonna keep it pushing. Don't be Issa. Don't be down bad. It's not cute. No. So you, you never called an ex on their birthday. No. I got pride issues. I got a little bit some, some pride issues. I don't do that. I might maybe send a text like, but I have to be like really over it. Like if we were ever in like this like area like we didn't know what was going on i'm not calling you i'm not talking to you i gotta we got strict boundaries another playbook just on that y'all right i got first, y'all first <laughs> it's birthday first edition birthday dicks <laughs> in addition how to not be down bad and calling your ex on their birthday right period period um because then what's even worse i guess what even like gut punch me times two is that once he said he had plans when lauren said he had plans it was a whole nother girl pulling up on him and he's calling her baby. That's the kind of shit that I can't live with. Like, not me calling that. That's why she hung up with, she's like, all right, yeah, like, call you later. That's my pride right there. Ouch, 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 ouch. I can't do it. Oop, my face dirty. Nope, can't do it. No. Uh-uh. But this is why I categorize specifically how she played it out as the awkward black girl because me I would if I was calling a day of I would have just called to say hey happy birthday was thinking about you type of thing but she called to make actual plans she was setting herself up for failure she was trying to shoot her shot she was like maybe this is it because I feel like we all do that in our head like you have that unrealistic thing like oh maybe he will answer and maybe we'll go out and maybe everything will just be perfectly fine again like I'm sure in her head, that's what she was thinking. Uh, but nope, didn't work like that because Mr. Lawrence always got a bitch. Always. Like, he always got a girl, right? That's why he caught that itch that time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And she's... St- I, we're going to move on again. She didn't know about I'm- that. She did not know about the itch. That but was still, on his whole face. But still, you, you were hoeing can't keep it together you don't know how to be a clean hoe joy is like the nigga worked at best buy (laughs) i wasn't i'm not even like that i'm not even like that part of lawrence didn't 
it didn't have me like, oh my God, he a bum nigga. Like I'm never gonna, he still had a job. He just had to figure it out. And you gotta, in your young twenties, we have to stop expecting men to have it all together. Like sometimes you gonna have to build with a nigga. Like you're not always gonna find this man that's going to like take care of you. Like that's, I think expectations that are just unrealistic. Sometimes you're gonna have to build with a nigga. But it was like building with Lawrence, he was just not it. He was like, what were you doing? He was just not doing anything. Like, yeah, nope. Anyway. So then, moving on. Time passes some more. Mm-hmm. Let's get another birthday. Yeah. It's Kelly's birthday. You know, she announces that she's pregnant. Love that for her. Um, and this is what I noticed more than Kelly's pregnancy announcement that was huge especially for kelly but what stuck out to me more was that molly wasn't there Mm -hmm. and i didn't know if that was like the writer's way of saying like okay we just told y'all that molly's mom passed you know how significant that was to molly do you think that was do you think Molly's withdrawal from making her promise or path they had to always be there for each other's birthdays was due to her mom or just a combination of life, her job, her getting more serious with Torian? I mean, I would hope it's more about her grieving her mom. That's what I would assume it's about because we've seen so much growth from Molly and especially in this season like how she just learned to like be a better friend be there for her friends and everything I don't think it would just be like oh life got in the way because they all have lives you know they're all working they're all doing everything I don't think that would be the reason that she wasn't there I think she makes a comment about that when they make it for Tiffany's birthday to Denver it's like oh my god like I'm so happy we're all here and she's like even working in the kitchen you know so right. I think that it has more to do with the grieving process than it does her just not wanting to be there because she has other obligations. Right. I know you had an interesting uh, perspective on when Kelly announced her pregnancy about what Issa was feeling. Um, she was, I think she was feeling not to be like, but insecure during that moment because she was kind of it was so obvious to me before she said it and I felt like everyone saw it and that's when Tiffany blurted out like oh my gosh you're pregnant like I give you all the books now and Issa kind of just faded to the back and was like wait what and then I guess once she finally comprehended what was going on then it was but I thought you never wanted to be pregnant and she's showing up with this dude. I think his name was Nasir. Lord knows who looks like. Yes, he was. And but fine doesn't equal Lawrence. <laughs> and I think, I think her heart was yearning for Lawrence. It could have been, you could have put a million fine dudes in front of her face. And so now seeing someone who you probably thought never would have a like serious monogamous relationship which kelly got then on top of that all right she has a relationship i'm happy because that's my girlfriend but ain't no way in the world she's ever going to get married or pregnant because that's just not kelly's like personality or mindset whatever Mm -hmm. then she comes out with the pregnancy announcement Mm 
and you're like what the fuck right i don't know like i i I think she was still happy for her but i think in that moment and i think that's natural for like anyone like in that moment you're like well damn like all my friends got it together what about me like i think that's like this uh the whole thing with social media you see people on social media doing big things doing this and you're like what about me why am I not doing that why am I not there so I think Issa might have had that moment for a little bit but of course ultimately that's her bitch she's happy for her regardless but I did peep that kind of like oh shit like everybody's getting their life together except me here I am again you know what I mean and Issa was always like that she was always like okay like what the hell am I doing like you know so I did peep that little insecure moment there yeah um then we move through the episode and we have our favorite one of our favorite moments are we gonna miss mirror bitch we're gonna miss mirror bitch she is funny as hell she makes the show between mirror mirror bitches i consider that a character on its own right so between mirror bitch and Kelly, I don't know who's funnier, but they are the funniest characters on this whole entire show. I agree. Um, but yeah, when Mirror Bitch was sitting there screaming because it's never gonna work, you dumb bitch. That felt that in my heart. Felt that in my heart because we all need that moment, like for your inner voice to kind of like check you. Like, how many times have you been in a dumbass situation? You about to do some dumb shit and you just need, instead of yourself telling you, no, dumb bitch, it's not going to work. She telling you, yeah, bitch, go ahead. Text that nigga. Go right. ahead. Tell him how you feel. Like that was like such a real moment. And I think I'm glad your bitch stopped her from answering. Yeah. That. Yeah. She snagged her edges or ponytail and said, uh-uh, give it to me. Nope. You got not Sarah waiting for you in the bed. Right. But. I will say though, I love that they make it so real life. Like with Lawrence calling her right before she's about to like have sex with Nasir, it always seems like the ex knows when to call. It's like they got some like, senses. Like, oh, this bitch about to get some good dick. Oh, oh, all right. Like, get out of here. No, probably messed up her whole mood. Like, she was probably sitting there fucking that nigga thinking about Lawrence. Like, but, um, what do you think Lawrence was going to say, though? What was he calling about? Why was he calling? They get back together. It's a game of telephone. She tried him at one point. He had a shorty waiting for her to take him out for his birthday. Now, fast forward, it's Kelly's birthday. He probably knows in the back of her head, oh, let me see what East doing. You know, they call her East. <laughs> I can't. And then, though... Know, even though Mirror Bitch may have stopped her for that moment, mm-hmm. that scene, mm-hmm. we now see Issa in the Block's new space, office space. And who is she giving a little private tour sneak preview to? I was really sitting there like, this is another one of them dumb call your ex on their birthday. Like, what if, what was that phone call? Uh, hi, Lawrence. Um, want to come see so I, I got a new space it's a surprise like what i don't understand what she could have possibly said like if y'all are not talking on terms like that why are you inviting him yeah i didn't get that at all at oh, first i thought was he trying to buy the space <laughs> this moment i knew was over for nathan 
I knew was over because uh, my other theory for the ending of this series was that she was going to choose herself, that she wasn't going to end up with either Nathan or Lawrence. That's what so I was Yeah. Like, that's what I was hoping. But then when this scene came, I'm like, it's over. It's over. She had the line about, you know, I've been in my own head. She's like, I was doubting myself. It was the line that, what did she say? I just, I had to believe it was going to work for it to work out. Ma'am. Ma'am. That's an amazing line for like a career driven like moment. But we're not applying this to exes. We're not doing that. Oh, I just got to believe it's going to work and now it's going to work. Yeah, we just, it's, it's all in my head now. I just got to believe it's going to work and it's going to work. That line stuck with me though. <laughs> why? Though? Let me why? tell you why. Because I know I get it. It's like a dream or like careers. It's like you put your mind to it, you'll get it done. But I think, I think it went deeper in terms of like, if you if you believe it's going to work, if you're willing to put in the work, then things will work. And it, it's with both parties. Like, I think when her and Lawrence tried to reconcile before, Lawrence was willing. He was up front saying, like, you know, accidentally got canola oil knocked up. <laughs> I'm so sorry, yada, yada, yada. But he, I guess, still wanted to make it work. And in that time period, Issa didn't have the mindset to. So I think if both parties are coming, not saying I agree. Not saying I agree, but they were now both finally in the same healthy space, same healthy mindset to say, we both want to make this work. They locked them lips and they fell back in love. <laughs> That's a lot of baggage to come with Lawrence, dog. Like, I... If it was just like they broke up, you don't got a kid. I don't, there's just so much that comes with that. Like just for it to be like, I just had to believe for it to work and now it's going to work with the whole child. Like you're a stepmom now. Like that's a big responsibility to take on. Nonetheless, I feel like I, I get it. Like we're so inclined to run back to comfort. We're so inclined to run back to where we felt most safe. Like despite their ups and downs, we, we know that they had this awkward love relationship or whatever uh, but it was real they both felt it we felt it off screen like so I get that but through all of that and you still wanted to make it work that's a different kind of love so I'll get for that I'm always here in the spirit of love but that one hurt that one hurt I did not want her to go back to that because having to love a man who has a child, like whose child was supposed to be yours, I feel like that's a different kind of hurt that I could not get over. I agree. I 100% agree. Like my th no kids, no expecting kids, no babies on the way, no baby mama drama. That ain't for me. Right. But also I feel like if you are open to that idea, I think in this specific scenario, it's an extra layer of betrayal because it was with Condola. Because they were working together. Right. And it was like, 
you didn't leave you didn't leave Issa for condola but she was one of your rebounds that you ended up falling in love with then you had that perfect night out with me and then you broke things off with her just to find out she's back in the picture because no one was on birth control no one bought a plan b no one used condoms no one used any of that we didn't want to do anything like did we expect that? Cause no, we didn't. We didn't. Anyway, so they had this moment. We see that happen. Um, we fast forward and it's a year later. I think right after that moment, it goes like one year later and we're starting with this beautiful wedding and Molly, of course, in this beautiful wedding dress walking down the aisle as Mrs. Torian Jackson. Amen. We thought we'd never see the day. Shit. I'm sure she thought that too. I'm sure she thought that too. I think Molly's character has had like the most growth in, I mean, I'm going to give her most growth. She's going to get number one most growth for sure. Like she came a long way. Um, and I'm happy for her. I'm sad that it was like her mom couldn't be there. Like I felt no. that that was so sad. Like even when her dad was like there dancing with her and like she was just like, you know, she shed a little tear. But I'm glad she finally went through with it. She did it. She was vulnerable. She finally let her guard down and just love somebody. Like right. she finally genuinely loved herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like loved the life she was living and just was open and she got the fairy tale she wanted. So that was right. Dope. I loved the wedding scene because to me, I think it showed two love stories. The love story that you just mentioned for Molly in terms of her finding like that black love that she always dreamt for. Again, like you said, it was unfortunate. Her mom couldn't see it because she knew that was something she wanted. But like it had the tribute table for her, her family, her father. They were all still there in support. But I think what the show also highlighted was once the wedding was over and it was Issa helping Molly get out of her wedding gown. Mm -hmm. I think that in itself was a love scene. Like that was sex without the nudity. We really (laughs) saw, no, like we really saw how deep these friends, this friendship was. And like, I hate to go back to like, kind of like, not dissing Issa because like yeah she is the awkward black girl I probably relate to Molly a little bit more but like she's over like Molly's trying to say like thank you Issa and Issa's goofy self is like oh girl no problem you wouldn't have been able to get out this dress by yourself like you crazy and she's like no like thank you like I know I have not been the easiest person over these years since you've known me and like Thank you for everything. I was texting people on my during that scene, like, thank you for loving me. I ain't get a text. If you know I love you. How the tables have turned. How the tables have turned. But no, I agree. That scene was so raw. It was so beautiful. Um, from of course, like we've been seeing the tweets, like that was a real scene. Like you could tell off rip when they were crying, like. Issa and all her little, you know, breakup scenes, 
when Nathan broke her heart, she wasn't crying like that. When when she broke up with Lauren, she wasn't crying like that. That was real Issa Rae crying. That was real Yvonne Orgy crying, you know? Right. And I think that was like, I literally shed a tear and it was, it was so heartfelt, even re-watching it. Like you get goosebumps and everything. But one of my favorite things, and I guess one of the cutest moments at the end of that was when like, you know, Molly's like, oh, you know, they finally stopped hugging. She's like, well, I gotta pee, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, I'm gonna let Torian take it from here. It was such a beautiful moment to see like her giving her best friend away to her new husband, you know, like yeah. because relationships change after that. When people get married, when people get into serious relationships, like you're really like, that's always going to be a girl, but like the girl is a missus now. Like it's just different. And I thought that was just a really nice like moment that she was just giving her best friend away to her husband. Yeah. And it definitely seemed genuine. Like, yes, yes. No, none of that awkward. Oh my God. Like, where's my turn or whatever it was a genuine like I'm happy for you so that was really a really nice way to end their little um moment yeah and now even though Issa and Molly's moment was genuine have you ever been in a situation where not saying you were jealous but you were like everyone around me is booed up or whatever the case is and I'm single and that's like yes <laughs> yes the holidays you have you you probably not on Instagram right now I brought my Instagram back everybody and their mom is in their matching pajamas kissing on their mistletoes marriages proposals babies everything and I'm like uh-huh I still don't got it together I don't even have a prospect right now okay mm. you need to reread edition one of your books Joy. <laughs> See, that's the book I can't write because I haven't figured that shit out yet. But just give me one more year. I said next year I'll have the matching pajamas and the and, and the mistletoe. That's the goal. Um hey, you heard it here, y'all. Right. But Wait. no, I don't think I've ever been jealous like of a friend. Like I'm usually happy for my friends. I love like the idea of love in general. Like mm-hmm. I love to see people happy, flourishing. And I know like we're all on our own journeys. Like that's what I just have to tell like myself all the time. It's like we're all on different paths like my path is not your path your path is not my path how can I compare the two you know what I mean like I'm exactly where I need to be and I know what's for me is coming so you can't be jealous of that you just just gotta wait your turn but I, I just I'm still waiting God still waiting I'm, I'm being patient don't forget about me but I'm not in a rush right Lord it's me again <laughs> I know you've sent me a couple prospects, but I don't want any of those. And I don't want to sound ungrateful. But I would just like the matching PJs and right. the too. Like I think Yvonne even tweeted, like, Lord, I see what you've done for Molly. Like <laughs> but that ass. I've seen what you've done for Molly. Please. Okay. That's everyone's prayer after this. After you finish right. this episode, we don't get these. We just got Sierra's prayer, Molly's prayer. We working on it. Right. So uh, we start wrapping up the episode. We have this cute nostalgic drive. Issa coming down through, yep, yep, coming through LA. Um, we see the dudes, which of course everyone's tweeting is the new Hollywood sign now, right? Um, we have that moment where we see the Best Buy employee running that back. Um, what else? We see Rite Aid. What else does she see on there? um thug yoda and his uh-huh. daughter outside of the dunes um we got y'all mm-hmm. 
nostalgic wrapping everything up right um, kind of driving down memory lane mm-hmm. giving us little like flashbacks of like how these five seasons have played out right and then bam she walks into what looks bam. like a beautiful apartment space bam two now I'm this went over my head and I think it went over Joy's head, but she was going home, home to her fiance. It wasn't just boyfriend. <laughs> it was fiance and soon to be stepson, Ja. <laughs> and Lawrence is there. Joy is not giving this man a pass. He's like, oh, she's like, oh, now you remember her birthday, but she he has Ja ready. They're baking, they have the cake baked, they're icing it, they're putting the finishing touches on it. They have this cute little modern family moment. I will, okay, the moment was cute. I will give it that. Seeing Issa in stepmommy mode or mommy mode, you know, like, I guess that was cute. It was cute. It was just, it was just so final for me. Like, she really... Like, you're doing this? Like, you're all the way doing this. You're doing this. So do you think with that, she all, I think in the beginning of, the, of this season especially, she has so many options. And that was, like, weighing heavy on her heart, her mind, trying to decide which is the best route. So now it's coming to the close of the episode. We're seeing which options, which route she decided to take. Would you say that she got the happy ending that she wanted? Upon rewatching the episode. <laughs> Let's hear the initial reaction first. <laughs> so initial reaction for Issa, I think she got the happy ending she wanted. I think her heart couldn't let Lawrence go. That's what she wanted. Would it be an even more ideal happy ending if, you know, he didn't have a, a child right or a child that wasn't hers and maybe that didn't bother her they never made that like really a thing you know but um I think she got the happy ending that she wanted however running it back we, there were some holes in this story where like Issa's calling Molly and Molly's not really answering she's not really around like damn I wonder like you know why Molly didn't answer my my text message or where's Molly I started to think that maybe that had like maybe she started to realize that everyone in her life including her best friend like kind of is moving on they have lives they're with their boyfriends husbands starting families and Issa was the only one who really like hadn't had that you kind of see that theme when Tiffany's first they're like oh everyone's moving on and has a man except you Issa like I like I think watching it again I think the pressures of her not finding someone that she loves as much as Lawrence was weighing on her and she might have settled I think she might have settled a little bit and chose uh, Lawrence because and I oop. right and I oop because I like you know everyone else had their lives like you know they were all moving on like even you see it in the end with like their final scene and you know um Molly's like oh my god and traveling with men is so annoying and she's like is that what I'm looking forward to like just like she's coming into that but because everyone else is already there so I'm going to disagree with her I am going to put my foot down and disagree with you because I think she already gave it a, I think she knew 
that the baby mama having a baby on the way was going to be like drama, which is why she broke things off with him at the beginning of this season or the end of the last season. And she gave trying to fall in love, find her life partner with other people. Mm -hmm. And going back to the question or what we were talking about earlier about season versus reason people or a combo of both, I think that she ultimately had to stop listening to mirror bitch or her own head and say like, kind of like, fuck what other people think about me being a stepmom or Lawrence having another kid. Like it wasn't while we were together, we both had our mistakes, but ultimately he's my person. I'm his person. They're deciding to work things out. And you see she's engaged. And when she was telling Molly, oh, is that what I have look, have to look forward to when Molly's calling Issa for her birthday, but it looks like she's international. Mm-hmm. It was like, I thought like Issa was saying it. It's like, okay, well, like now I'm gonna have my nigga all up on me when we officially married and do our vacations type of thing. I, I, I feel like <clears throat> she's looking forward to it. I don't think she wasn't. But I think it was also like, just because she's the last one to do it, it just might be like, all my other friends are doing it. Like, I guess it's time for me to do it too. And the closest, like, I mean, Nathan's not there. Nathan clearly made his choice. You have your ex who has professed his love twice in, I guess, two episodes, right? What other, what other choice are you going to make? You know what I mean? Like, you didn't like Nasir's fine ass. Like, that, her heart wanted what her heart wanted, but... I feel like she possibly could have settled because she just saw everything else um, going um, with all her friends going the way it was. Right. And like not having, you know, your Molly on, on call, like, you know, just things were changing. She don't want to be alone. So that's my take on that. And we um, can make a case for both. Definitely. And I think that's going to be the Lawrence Hive versus whoever else. <laughs> It's going to be an ongoing discussion. Forever. Forever. Um, But I think I did also, even though it does seem like how you're saying the relationship has evolved because they're older, they have different obligations. I did still like how like the the last episode, the last scene didn't end with like um, Issa and Lawrence going out for the birthday dinner. It still ended, even though things were changed with, Issa and Molly going back to there's always that other love story that's the the drum the heartbeat of this entire series um and she even made a joke about like Molly making the joke about the broken pussy which is but they spazzed on earlier in season one and Mm -hmm. it it was just full circle and like I just want to know like we, I think they both, at first I thought like, oh, Issa's definitely the main character, but as seasons evolved, like how you were saying earlier, Molly had the most growth, like, mm-hmm. who would you say was like the most insecure throughout the entire series? Issa or Molly? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Lauren was insecure. Lawrence was mad into you. Out of Issa and Molly, he though, he was a lost soul. That poor baby. <laughs> that poor baby. He was a lost soul all the way up to the damn end. He still didn't know what he wanted to. You know, let me let him go. Let him go. 
Um, but between Issa and Molly, I don't know. I might say it was Molly. I, maybe we saw Molly's a little heavier. Like Issa was insecure, but I feel like she might have hid hers a little better. Like her insecurities were like awkward insecurities. I felt like Molly's insecurities kind of like carried her the way she navigated the world. You know, right? Like it was her character versus Issa's were kind of like the quirks of her insecurities made her like this. I don't know, but I'm yeah. also again I wasn't really a fan of Molly for most of the series. So literally- I was a fan of Molly. I will say. To piggyback off of what you said, I will say that I think they were equally as insecure. Mm-hmm. I think their insecurities just stem from different places, which is what you were touching on. I think Issa's was very much so internal because if you take it a step back to season one, when she was when she went out um, to a birthday dinner with Molly and Molly was like, girl, why are you complaining? Like you've been in this long-term relationship. Like, look at me. Like, I think Issa was mainly in her head versus Molly let societal norms and like the plan that she had for her life get to her head um, and ultimately make her not a hundred percent sure herself that like she was that girl. But now she knows she's a material girl. Damn, that's man. Molly did a, a a full full circle, right? But um, ultimately, ultimately, like I love how this show ended. Um, I love the happy ending. Um, especially for Black women, I think Issa Rae did a really good job of not having anyone settle or you're choosing like the career versus the love life versus the kids versus like they all all these Black women and this is my favorite. All these Black women found either partners, marriage, had babies, all of that. And I think in today's society, you always hear that argument that Black women are, most Black women are going to end up alone. They're not worthy of marriage. They're not worthy of the kids, whatever. Like you just always see that narrative. And I'm glad that even in like, you know, in this show, these women didn't have to do that. They didn't have to settle. They all got what they wanted. And of course, you know, they went through their ups and downs, but ultimately they all were able to end on a good note so that was that was like no one had to compromise and that was one of my favorite parts about this ending yeah absolutely and then showing that they all got happy endings and their happy endings looked different for each of them just like their journeys to that happy ending looked different for each of them um so I think that was important too um and another thing that I liked um and something that the actor Kendrick Sampson, who plays Nathan, said is that this show, I guess, filled a missing void within media um, and TV and film of all Black cast is that typically you either, you either see Black actors playing characters that are subhuman and you get your typical, mm-hmm. like, let's say, like, slave movies. And not saying that those aren't important stories to tell, um, but you either get that or you get, like, the superhuman Black Panther-type right. movies where we have these unrealistic powers or, like, things of that nature. And Insecure was really a show where it was just your ordinary, average day, mid to late 20s you seeing them grow into their early 30s 
grinding, right. trying to make a name for themselves, whether it's in corporate, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's love, whether it's friendship, family, all that in between. And I feel like that's what made it so relatable and what made people fall in love with it and had the male and female perspective in the show as well. Because I think most times it's like, oh, these are what the niggas think. These are what the girls think type of thing. And you saw both. Exactly. Yeah, I think they did an amazing job with that. And that's what I'm going to miss the most, like the Twitter debates, you know, getting on there and seeing all these people who are Lawrence Hive versus, you know, Issa Hive or whatever. Not that Issa Hive was much of a thing, but I was like, go Issa Hive. I don't care. Um, But yeah, I, I love the the dual perspectives, men, man versus woman. Um, and definitely just seeing ordinary black people do ordinary black people things like the everyday grind the career grind love grind like it's really it's hard out here in these streets like and I think they really just kind of showed that made it comedic and just relatable all together so uh I have no complaints Issa Rae she did her thing I'm sad to see it end but I'm glad it had like a happy ending for all of them yeah absolutely that was dope yeah Um, for anyone questioning should you binge I definitely say yes as someone who binge and that's something else I will say like on a week-to-week basis insecure used to piss me off because you're like you want all this oomph and it was just not that when you watch it as a whole like every like at the end of each season I would go back and just watch it all the way through masterpiece so perfect the storyline is so pure it definitely goes down in history like it it was a cultural phenomenon for sure for sure like um but i i don't think we could have started this like show without this being the first one i know it wouldn't have felt right this yeah this is a moment this is a no it would not like this for sure is a moment um yeah and boom we're putting our black and binging stamp of approval on it. Pew, 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 pew. Here we'll definitely be featuring and discussing and debating and reviewing and recapping and giving our two cents on other shows that feature those girlies that are that bitch, that are black female leads, that are empowering black the black community, especially black women and showcasing the variety that is the black woman um and we just can't wait to talk about other shows i think next we have harlem coming up oh yes we do yes we do we have to keep this black tv alive black film alive we have to keep having these conversations we still want to like i love what um insecure was able to do to bring the male's perspective versus the women's perspective and like you we have a community that comes together to talk about that like I think black and binging that's what we want to build here like let's talk about all this dope stuff that we're seeing on tv related to our own lives and just keep black film and tv alive like that's really yeah. the goal here. so we have to support our content that's yeah. the only way to keep keep making it grow the budget's getting bigger the content's getting greater the capacity and different forms in which you see black folks walking will be ordinary will be superhuman will be subhuman all of it will be beautiful because that is our story and that is our history so yes 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 i love that and on that note we are
coming to the end of our first episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back in a few weeks with our takes on Harlem. I got a lot to say about that one too. So get it. Start binging, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>